This call is now being recorded. All right, there we are. <laughs> I love that. I love how you had that little intro. First of all, you're going to, uh, on a side note, you will have to tell me how you were able to do that to get it recorded. And I absolutely love that it states at the top of it that this call is being recorded. It's a, it's a function of Google Voice, and it only works when people call you. I cannot call you and then hit record. You have to call me so I can oh, record. Oh, very interesting. Very yeah. interesting. Which is fun because if you have it scheduled where you want somebody to re- to call you and record a conversation, like, you know, obviously, so the purpose of the reason why we're recording this is because of the fact that I'm driving home from from studio, from my show at All City Sounds, and every time I call Cousin Todd, the question is, their comment is you should be recording your driving because I, I encounter a lot of crazy drivers or stupid drivers or people yeah. who just don't fucking use their fucking blinker to let people know where the fuck they're going. God damn, like you about fucking hit somebody. Oh, oh shit, well you should have just fucking known that I was intentionally going to fucking move later. <laughs> okay, so anyway, so God damn, really use your fucking other blinker. They work on both sides of your fucking car. See, this asshole, if you just, like, really almost hit me. Please then I know I can step on the brake. Like, I can Mar- avoid you hitting me. Marianne, Marianne only has Tourette's when she's driving. I seriously do. I seriously do. Well, it's because I, it's where I, my, my really dealing with a large quantity of stupid fucking people who can fucking kill me all at one time. Like, I feel sometimes like I'm playing Frogger on the fucking road here. Like, I gotta dodge stupidity. Like, if you're a Darwin Award waiting to happen, don't take me out in the process. Okay. Marianne doesn't need to be an honorary member of the Darwin Awards, thank you. Yeah. No, no, no. I, li- I enjoy life. I want to live. Just let me. Save me. Save me. Well, you know what? You know what it is? You know what it is? You're coming out of Seattle, and all the 12th men are going home. After they've been oh. at the game all day. That's what's that, going on. That is a fact. And I don't know if they won or lost. I don't really want to know yet. Because I'm going to go home and watch the recorded video. But, yes, I record yeah. the game so that when I'm in studio, I can come home and watch it. Oh, yeah. So, but it, it, sometimes it's a little bit sketch out here the way people are driving. I mean, like, I don't know if it's like that. It's the change of season. Today it's been really rough on the road. Because the roads are so very slick. I got stopped on a couple of hills in Seattle from stoplights and just moving forward. And they were very steep hills. So moving forward was like you had to creep up there because otherwise I was watching a four by four, a four by four spinning on the freaking, on the slick roadway. And I'm thinking that asshole is the one who in the wintertime is driving on the ice blowing past people doing 50 miles an hour when everybody else, the road conditions only sustain 25 miles an hour because he's one of them fuck nuts that drives a four-wheel drive and goes, well, my truck can go in the snow, so I'm going to pass you. Yes, but you asshole, you don't have four-wheel stop. Anyway. <laughs> you know, that's brilliant. I've never heard that. You don't have four-wheel stop. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So these I guys, think it's called they anti-lock brakes. Yes, but even with that, four-wheel drive will help all four-wheel 
go, but you can't stop. You know, it's, it's a different science that gets you to stop than it does the four wheels of golf. Right. So. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so a good you're way telling to me. Out too. Yeah. Oh, it, it's so today I've been trying to really practice my patience. So when I left studio today, <laughs> I know when I left studio today, I took a breath and went, okay, the roads are really rough. I'm gonna take a nice, easy, leisurely drive home, if you will, and le- a, just a, a leisurely drive, leisurely, leisurely, leisurely drive home, and just practice my patience. So you've been on on the phone with me now um, for about 15 minutes and you can yeah. see how well that's been working for me <laughs> my patience. Well, like I said before we started recording there's there's a couple books that I think you should get just to kind of and it, it, it gives you perspective on things um, Mark Manson has these two books the first one is called The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck which is a great book and his newest yeah. one is um, Everything is Fucked, a Book About Hope. <laughs> <laughs> the title in itself is cracks me up. So, yes, but yeah, I it, like it that. talks about, it talks, both books are basically about anxiety and stress and how to, how to like look at the perspective of how other people are perceiving it and, and, and not reacting to it. And I'm like, oh, okay, well, that's that's a good idea. Don't react. <laughs> well, and I think I like that idea of how other people are reacting to it as opposed to how you're perceiving that. I think that's, right. and that's actually, you know, it's so weird that you mentioned that because that's almost like I, I told you that I was talking to you about the social media mixer that I went to last week and I went with the producer of our radio show and how right. – uh, producer and I kind of got into a bit of a conversation on the drive home about how we interact and engage with other people and our our conversations with them. Um, producer is somebody who is very much a, a very blunt, and, and, and he, he, one of the women that was there had kind of made a comment to me about how their brief little interaction, I guess, didn't go Womenly, and oh. and she was kind of mentioning that to me, and I was like, I was kind of surprised, and I I was like, well, I know, and so I was telling him, I said, yeah, I can see where people might mis- misconceive how you're coming across because you're you're very blunt, you're pretty much quiet, but when you do talk, it's very blunt to the point, and it's it, some people find that abrasive. Mm-hmm. And, and so we had a conversation, and he's like. He was having a conversation with his stance was, well, that's because everybody's, you know, coddling, you know, and we have to change who we are and not be able to have a conversation with people. We have to be careful how we come across and how we say things. And I'm like, yes, you do. You do. If your job in this world is to communicate, you absolutely have to. You have to soften those blunt edges, right? Those sharp edges, you need to soften those. You need to, when you're coming across to have a conversation with somebody, it doesn't do you any good if you've, you've, or when the, the message you're trying to convey, how you're presenting it, they becomes abrasive and they, they tune you out because they're already disengaged from you. Right. And, yeah. And so one of the things that I was talking about was, and, and he basically, his stance was, is, is and, and I, I'm not going to say this is what he said, but it, like, and I'm, 
very loosely paraphrasing it. Basically, people are pussies. But they're, they're, you know, it's not my fault if you are offended by what I say or how I'm saying it. That's not my fault. That's you. And I came back with, well, that, no, that's not true because the question I'm going to throw at you is, are you trying to hurt me with your words? Because then it is on you. That's not on me. That's on you. If you are del- saying something that you know will deliberately hurt my feelings or try and hurt me with those words, then that is you own that, not me. Right. Well, and that's the thing. I think most people, when they're kind of blunt and and, and if people are over overly sensitive, they generally don't care. Um, but they're not they're not doing it just to upset the person. Right. They're being themselves. I have the same right. problem. I've I've been known to say things that upset people, and I don't do it intentionally most right. of the time. Right. I mean, there's and there's been a, one or two times where I have intensely said things because that person straight up pissed me off. Right. Well, and, and that's just it, though. It's just that that intentionality is, I guess, the point that I said. That, and right. I understand. I understand that sometimes it's because look, people say things that you would offend me because they didn't stop to to think about how to word it, right? And, right. And I think they should take ownership of that because depending on what the conversation is, like I said, like um, my sister is a great example, love her to death, but she has no, she doesn't stop to think about how other people are going to hear what she says. I was 16, and I came home from school. Laura had been home all day sick. I walked in the door. I didn't even get five steps into the door. She was sitting there. She looks at me. She goes, Uncle Jimmy and Caddy died yesterday. And I'm like, you, what? what? I'm like, you didn't even give me a chance to brace myself. I, same thing with, I came over to to where she, she was living at Mom's once a few years back. And I came in the door, and she goes, you know, we've been sitting there, we've had some news, and she, our mom came in, not even give mom two seconds to get settled. She looks at me and she goes, Joe has cancer. Like, our our brother, my mom's child. Like, that's not how you tell people shit. Like, you have to have an intention. You have to have an intention. You have to stop and think about some things. Like, in the mess, how is the message I'm trying to deliver going to be perceived? Right? Like, I had, I had the same situation where, um, when my mom and Laura were on vacation in Mexico, and when they were gone, my Aunt Frances passed away. Knowing, so all of us had a conversation when we brought them home. They were going to come home to this devastating news, and we did not want it to diminish or take away from their vacation. And so right. we we chased them up at the airport. We brought them home. We all went to to one house. We had a big dinner. They showed us pictures. They told us all their experience. And after we had been conversing and talking for, like, four hours, then I sat them down and I said, okay, you know, I'm, I, I'm, so, I'm so glad you guys had a great time when you – a great vacation, and I'm so happy for you. And I'm so sorry that I have to give you guys some bad news. And they looked at me and they go, we kind of felt that there was something wrong. What's, what's going on? But by giving them that moment of even starting off the conversation with I have something, it gives them a chance right. to brace themselves. It has a chance, instead of punching them in the face and knocking them over with Aunt Caddy and Uncle Jimmy died yesterday and knocking them on their ass, 
I gave him that opportunity, like, I'm going to give you right. some bad news. And well, that message was much softer when it was delivered that way. It's the same message, but it was much right. more palatable to, to receive that message. Right. Well, you got, you also got to keep in mind, and I love your sister, too, and I'm not saying this to be mean to, about her or anything, but she's she's not exactly a social person. No. You know? Not at all. Not at all. Like you, she she doesn't have social graces, right? Yeah, yeah. She doesn't have social graces, and she's not socialized. She will, and that's not saying like you get her out in public. When she works, she doesn't say anything at all. She doesn't talk when she works, but when you get her at a party, a work party, she won't shut up, and she will say shit that you you look at it. It is horrifying because there's things that'll come out of her mouth. I'm like, yeah, Laura, the hell are you saying? Oh my God, nobody needed to know that ever. Nobody yeah. needed you to go into in-depth detail about an infection that you had from a, that stemmed from an ingrown hair. And, how, and I'm like, oh, my, and people are horrified. Yeah, yeah. Laura, Laura, is, Laura is effectively our Sheldon Cooper. So, so Sheldon Cooper. She's like, <laughs> and it doesn't occur to her that people didn't want to hear that. <laughs> or that, you know, that she would tell the most embarrassing moment of my childhood to somebody who she just met that I'm on a date with. I'm not in a relationship, but I'm on a date with this person. And she's telling them my most intermost embarrassing moments. And I'm like, WTF, WTF, what are you doing? Right? I mean... And, and you're right. I think that I think that Sheldon Cooper probably has done loads of, of good for people just like my sister because now we can at least go see, see, this is a person that they really exist. It's not just on TV. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I mean, and I know uh, I knew a handful of people who who did not like that show because they thought the show was making fun of people with uh, Asperger's or, or autism because they thought that Sheldon Cooper was an autistic guy. They never said he was autistic in the show, but his characteristics, the way he, he presented himself, the way he talked, the way he, his mannerisms, everything was very similar to someone who is autistic. And they're, like, they're, they're, that they're, that they're making fun of him. And I'm like, no, they're not. <laughs> yeah, I never perceived it as, as they, they made fun of him. But rather, they were able to take something that could be very painful and embarrassing and awkward and make uh, make lighter of it to be able to give you a chance to be able to laugh at it. That's what comedy does. The, That's the our job. It, yeah, yeah, to, yeah. To be able to process shit. Like some of the worst, the worst, most horrible times in my life, I've been able to endure and and cope with through humor, by finding something, anything funny at that moment to hang right. on to and to point out an absurd observation or something, you know. The other thing um, I heard people say, they thought, they thought the show was pandering. I was like, I don't think it's pandering. If anything, the show is kind of giving you the, the, the perspective of the people around the people who are, like, nerds and geeks. Because it was you – know, you were seeing you were seeing that world if you're not a part of that world, but you're also seeing it from the point of view of the people who love those people. Right. I and I here's what I'm gonna say. There's always gonna be haters and there's always gonna be somebody who's going to take something and throw shade at success. And that's something to really be 
to, to take away as a, as a compliment. If you've got somebody throwing shade your way, stop and think about if you're doing something successful, there's a reason right. to throw and shade your way. And, and yeah. you know, more power to them. Um, there's always – oh, I got to tell you, an exact, an exact example of that. Last Saturday, Saturday of last week on the 14th, I did a benefit show for LLS, Leukemia Lymphoma Society, at Luigi's Pizza. Uh, ten bands. It was amazing. Ten bands, and we had comics going up between. And I brought my comic, some of my funny friends with me, and I was hosting. Well, one of the comedians went up there. Now Sherry Hardman is a large woman. Sherry is, is a large woman, and Sherry, because of health issues, has to to ride a scooter because of her her disability. Right and. I was standing there, you know, I introduced her, and I step away. I tell her, you got, like, seven minutes, which gives me a chance to go. I mean, I'm hosting, I'm running stuff in the background, behind the scenes. And so I step away from the stage, and I went back, and all of a sudden, this, this older woman, platinum blonde, fake blonde, silver dress, um, came by and was crying. I'm offended! She hurt my dad! I can't believe she said those things! And she's crying, and I'm like, what a serious fuck. And I, at that point, as the host, I had one of two choices. I could either go engage this woman outside and talk to her and try and calm her down, or I could say, fuck it, get over it. I was too busy. I said, fuck it, get over it. I usually would normally go in there and, and calm her down, but she kept popping back in and forth and just whining, I'm a And I'm like, what the fuck? So, and at one point, she's like, I used to be 400 pounds. I'm offended. And I'm thinking, you're up and walking, bitch. You're on two-legs molded. Like, look at mobile. walking. Look at you walking and running away and crying and screaming, I'm offended. While Sherry's sitting in her scooter. And so... So, wait, she, she was offended because Sherry was scooting around in so, her little her no. scooter? What happened was, Sherry, one of her jokes... And she was talking uh, about fat, fat women. And the woman didn't even wait to fear, hear the punchline or anything, but freaked out and said she was offended, flipped Sherry off, and stormed out. And yeah. Sherry's like, it, she, goes, she didn't even hear the rest of the joke where I was like, because um, there was something about fat people. And Sherry goes, are you serious? Look at me. Are you kidding me? And... So, I mean, there's always going to be those people. My point is is that there's always going to be those people who are going to scream, I'm offended, yeah. and throw shade, shade on somebody else's success so they can get some of that spotlight because they're jealous yeah. of that other person having that spotlight. Yeah. And, and now if I'm offended and I'm throwing shade your way, I can get You're some taking of your away spotlight. From your, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's kind of what I figured. I mean – I mean, how is this person offended? Because the the woman who's telling the joke is in a scooter. She's overweight herself. How is is she getting offended by this? It's not like this woman, the the comedian is not joking about this woman. No. (laughs) So, clearly Clearly. not. Clearly. Yeah. You know, it it would be one thing if it was, you know, Joe Rogan talking about fat people. Right. You know, because he's well-built and he's, you know, chiseled dude. But, yeah. No, that's that's stupid. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. 
surprising, you know, and that's, that's where I realized, you know, when people are throwing shade at success, right. That that is, is in and of itself a compliment. That's, that's a great, you know, great. That's why when you say, if I got you, you know, you know, if I got you angry and if you're sitting there throwing, trying to fling mud at my name, that's a good thing because it means I'm succeeding. I'm doing something successful. And that's why right. you're offended and that's that because you're jealous of what I'm doing. And, yeah. you know, I, and I'm okay with that. I mean, I get people throwing, you know, I can't, I, you know, I'm so far out there as far as things that I've talked about, you know, like my, like even like the YouTube videos. How many people do you know would ever say shit like that, what I said on those YouTube videos? They wouldn't. In her I mean, family? In her family, none. <laughs> well, and, and just people in general. I mean, like 99% of the people with populace would never say the things I've said. And I know a handful of people that would say the same thing as you would say, but then again, they're very outspoken people. But, but there's a lot of people out there who aren't. But would they say it on a, in a public forum for millions of people to view? Oh, well, yeah, there's also that. I didn't think about that. Yeah. 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 No, that's I, what I'm it, saying. It, I there's think a very handful of people in the, that would, and there are people, not saying that, you know, it's any big deal, but I'm saying, there's very few people that are, are out there that will say the things that I've right. said in such a public forum and with right. less, and not even give a fuck what anybody thinks about it. Right. I don't. I've moved forward. I know I'm going to offend people. I don't care. I'm going to oh. mortify other people. Again, don't care. Don't care. Because I was having fun and I was enjoying it. Right? Right. How much Speaking of it is true? Right. You were seeing the other day that you you you. You're, you try to make your comedy positive and, and all this and stuff. You like things that are positive yes. and uplifting. Yes. I yes. found a podcast that you need to listen to that is very much a positive, uplifting podcast. It's it's um, basically it's um, uh, it's a guy one of the actors from This Is Us and uh, and one of the guys from uh, Smallville. They're called In Love with Michael Rosenbaum and Chris Sullivan, and they basically just talk about you know. Um, well, Michael Rosenbaum is 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 uh, is a single dude. Doesn't have a girlfriend. Is not really actively looking for a girlfriend, but isn't like opposed to meeting right. somebody. I guess. Right. And Chris is married. So they they each episode they they invite a couple in to talk about you know having a positive successful relationship. Wow. And how they deal with how they deal with certain things. And Michael is like straight up asking things from the point of view of a single guy. Well, that's bullshit. Why do you do that? Why do you allow them to do that? It's compromise, dude. And they, they, they explain something. Oh, I get it. <laughs> so <laughs> and it's and it's it's great because uh, in the first episode, Chris is like, you know, I, what I want to do is by episode one hundred. I want to get Michael into a into a a uh, a healthy relationship with a woman. Oh, geez. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what a healthy relationship is. <laughs> well, you know, and and the, the the episode that I listened to that was like, oh my god, this is awesome! I love this. Um, was was Seth Green and his wife. Seth Green was Scott Evil in the Austin Power movies. Yeah. And. Um, so yeah, and his his wife, I don't know how he managed to 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 get this woman because she's clearly out of his league. <laughs> right. Women women standards of men are are 
because women don't we don't base our sole uh, partner on just their looks. Women that's the opposite of men. Men look out for looks. Women go for a lot of other things. Yeah, so, well, a good which, provider. Which a good portion and, of it, I think. But yeah, yeah, that's yeah, the thing. I mean, good, for, good provider in, in yeah, good provider in in the. And, uh, you know. Pheromones, pheromones, can they, will they be able to create a good child? Are we, you know, because women, they, they can smell you. Like, that's, they base yeah. things on those pheromones. Are you going to be a good mate for me as far as um, being able to provide healthy children and then provide to keep those children? Right. Are you going to be you able know? to protect them? Yes, thing. and raise them and be able to provide them for them. Yeah. So, those are things that, and yeah. so clearly, I mean, that's why these guys that are on TV, you know, you're not going to find some fat, ugly slob with a big old beer belly and whose breath stinks and he's fat fucking broke and have somebody who, like, like he's bald and has, like, um, like, like one eyeball, you know, or like a deformed arm. And he's like, yeah, I don't have any money and have a supermodel for a girlfriend. Oh, I love him. That's not going to happen. But... If he give him like five million dollars or a ten million dollar bank account, he's going to have that smoking hot girlfriend. Yeah, I, I think I think I think you know he's a successful actor, director, writer, all that kind of stuff. So that probably has some bearing on why he was yeah. able to give himself a smoking hot wife. Well, and where but, yeah. he meets, where he it put him in a position to be able to meet somebody like that. Right. Yeah. You know, he was like he was on Buffy the Vampire Slayer. He was on Austin Powers. He did a bunch of different things that he's known for doing. And but yeah, you know. Yeah, like Jason Momoa. Have you ever heard Jason Momoa's story with his wife? Yeah, he so, he was a he was he was an obsessive fan of Lisa Bonet. Yes, and he he said he stalked her, but he didn't ever tell her that until after they were well and truly married and had a couple kids. You know, so but again. Because he was in a position, he put himself in a position of being in acting and stuff like that, where he could he would be in social circles with her, where he would be able to, right. to meet her. So, I actually walked past him once at the at Emerald City Comic Con. He was fucking tall. I go, oh, dude, that's the guy from Stargate Atlantis, and I kept walking. I didn't stop to say hi or nothing. And of course, you know, it was 2013. It was way before he became massively famous, but he was he was known enough that he was on TV. But, uh, you know, but yeah. Um, I honestly wouldn't yeah. know. I would not recognize him if I saw him in person. I wouldn't know. Probably not. I mean, I, I literally, I walked past him and I turned around and go, that guy looks familiar. And I, I, I did his second take and I go, oh, that's that dude from, I didn't know the guy's name at that point. I was like, oh, that's that guy from Stargate, Stargate Atlantis. And I was like, oh, I need to get to my wherever I'm going. And, you know, I would have probably would have gone over and said hi to him if I, you know, if, if he had been more on my radar at that point. I knew who he was. I recognized him after the fact, but I didn't want to chase him down because I didn't think he was probably yeah. on his way to a, a panel himself. You know, nowadays, if he was at a convention, he would have, like, a massive entourage to, you know, Right. Keep a nice buffer around him. Right. But but that, you know, it's all part of that, like, putting himself in a, in a situation where he was able to meet that woman. Yeah. So, so getting, tying back to the Seth 
green with his wife, and she's out of his like going back to that positive podcast that we were talking about. Yeah. Um, in uh, in love with. In love with love Michael with. Rosen. In in love with Michael Rosenbaum and Chris Sullivan. It's a great podcast. It's brand new. They've only had like three or four episodes so far. Oh. So yeah, it's brand new. Getting on the ground floor then. Yeah, it's a great, it's a great podcast. I've been listening to his other uh, Michael's other podcast, which is what started the second one, is because he had Chris on his other podcast, and they had such a cool conversation. That's a great episode to listen to as well. That podcast is called Inside of You with Michael Rosenbaum, and the episode with Chris Sullivan was really great. Those, those, that podcast is like listening to the the coolest conversations that Danny's at three a.m. You hear some of the coolest stuff. You're not really a part of the conversation, but you're hearing this really great conversation, and you're, like, right. picking up things. You're like, oh, wow, that's a good idea. <laughs> I never <laughs> thought of it like that. Holy shit. And you're, like, you're leaning in because you want to hear more, <laughs> you know? So, I like yeah, that. I like that idea of, yeah. you know, because we've all been at the Jennings at 3 a.m. and heard, overheard some stuff where yeah, people were. Yeah, that's why I describe it that way because it's, it's great. It's one of those things where I don't want to – I don't want to be involved been, with the conversation, but I like hearing it. Been at the Denny's at 3 a.m. and watched all the tables around you leaning in to listen to you. <laughs> that's that's <laughs> typical. <laughs> oh, I, I say Denny's because most people know what Denny's is. I mean, uh, typically I would have said Best Cafe at 3 a.m. But well, the only people that will know what Best is, is people from Seattle. I don't but, uh, know what it is. Oh, really? Well, we need to go there sometime. Yeah. Not, not necessarily at 3 a.m., but, you know, because <laughs> it's a 24-hour. I, I may have at one point been there. Like My foggy memory all of a sudden is flipping through the Rolodex in my brain, my, my that age, dusted off the cobweb. Right. We may have it's, actually been there. Yeah. It's it's a little it's a little greasy spoon cafe off of Aurora on the uh, – on the west side of Green Lake in Seattle, and uh, yeah, it, it's a great place. You know, terrible coffee. Um, you know, good greasy food, and mm-hmm. one of the cool things about that place, and it was actually on that um, Guy Fieri show on the Food Channel. Uh, but the, the cool thing about the place is that um, while you're waiting for your food, they give you pa- uh, paper and crayons, and you can draw on it. And when you're done, you can tape it to the wall. Yes, we did go there once. That is yeah. kind of fun. I remember that part of it. And yeah. it was like 3 a.m. because we had just got done. I think you'd come out. I was doing a show in Seattle, and you came out to watch and support. Right. Yeah. And You know what? I'm, I'm having some very kind of hazy memories of that as well. It's been a long time, but yeah. Yes, it's been years, years, yes. Decades even. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, yeah, maybe. Maybe it's yeah. okay. God. Oh, God. Thanks for making me really feel old. <laughs> Dude, yeah. I, I, like, I, I've been telling everybody all week, and, like, you know, it was about a month ago that I realized I was two years away from 50. And it was just, like, it really hit me. It was, it was like, it wasn't necessarily a, a nut punch. It was definitely a kidney punch. <laughs> you know? It was uh, just like, well, oh, shit. <laughs> hey dude, hey dude, I'm two days and a wake up away from home. I know, I know, I'm just saying, but you know, everybody has that moment when they realize they're they're not that far away from the next milestone birthday. 
I had yeah. I had the same feeling about when I was turning thirty. I had, or you know, a couple of years away from thirty. I had the same feeling about when I was going to be turning forty as well. I you actually, know. I'm actually uh, not. I don't. I'm looking forward to turning fifty, and I don't have any problems with it. I did a show, like I said, when I did the benefit show last weekend. One of the drummer dudes in the band, uh, Chuck, was Strawberry Rocket. Looks at me, he goes, "Oh, sure, it's easy to turn fifty when you look thirty-five. <laughs> when you look thirty-five, <laughs> right?" I, I heard I you like, say that on on the radio today, and I was like, "Yeah, I hope she I hope she comments on that. That was that was hilarious. I love that." And you, that, know, you know, like I said last time we talked, like, you know, yeah, it, it, we look good in our grandma's jeans, you know. Yeah, genetics are awesome in our family. This is a fact. I mean. You can't, you can't choose that. It's not something that you have any, yeah. any choice but, you know, that No, but you can definitely on it and say, humble break, I'm, I'm, this is me, this is who I am. Yeah. The other thing so. you said that I, I always liked was, like, you're either, uh, was, it, was it fat and youthful or skinny and haggard? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, in other words, I won the genetic lottery. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That and <laughs> so. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I settle for that. something in between. <laughs> you know? <laughs> I don't know if I'm looking a little haggard if I can be clear. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, no, I'm going, so I'm going through the, the hormonal changes, the change, the change for women, which is the bullshit. Change I fucking choose. Right? I would, if I was going to change something, this isn't going to be it. Oh, great. Hot flashes. Save your skin. Uh, losing hair. N- memory loss. Oh, it's fucking awesome. No, that is not what I'm going to fucking ask for if I'm changing something about myself. Right. But, but yeah, yeah. Yeah. I don't think men have that quite the same as women do. I, I mean, I, I think do. it's, I don't think we have, I don't, I definitely don't have hot flashes, but I definitely have moments where I just have, uh, emotional, um, I, I, not, not outburst is not the right word, but like, like, um, just randomly I will get overwhelmed with emotion. Yes, I was just saying overcome by um, an emotion, yes, that's absolutely. Yeah. And there's times that, you know, I, teared up and almost cried at an inappropriate time, you know, like, oh, geez, I'm in the middle of a freaking job interview. That's where you want to. But, you know, that that's that's bad, but I was thinking, it's like, you know, crying at a, like at a gum commercial on TV. <laughs> you know? <laughs> it's beautiful, man. You know? Yeah, yeah, exactly. But, you know, it's just, it, it is what it is. Um, right. I'm not, I'm, I'm trying to learn how to cope and deal with those changes that are, that are happening to me, you know. Yeah. Like, it was hard enough when we were teenagers and, you know, you're going to be having these feelings and this is what's going to be happening. Guys are going to get random boners and, yeah. you know, and girls, you're going to be getting your, your monthly Aunt Flo is coming to visit, and yeah. you know, and, and that was shit. You know, they kind of prepared you for that, but nobody fucking prepares you for the end of life. You no, no one gives you, no one gives you that conversation. It's like, all right, you're getting to the age where you're gonna start losing hair in funny places. 
Yeah. And, you know. <laughs> and, and you're going to have to be overcome with emotions at weird times, and you can't control it. The best you can do, here's how you deal with it. You excuse yourself. Don't open your mouth. Do not engage that conversation. Don't, don't. Disengage. 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 Shut up. Shut up. Don't say down and explain to them that they're 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 <laughs> they're going to be going through changes in their 50s like yes, like your, like like a parent telling their kids they're going to be going through puberty soon that's hilarious <laughs> yeah that's hilarious you start losing hair in funny places you know you're going to have trouble sitting up and sitting down you know and no, it's not that hot out there, Jenny. It's not that fucking hot. You're going through hot flashes. You, and, you, and you're gonna have you're gonna have an eight glass eight ounce glasses of water, and you'll have to pee every five minutes for the next hour. And and well, if you're a woman, you're lucky. You get to wake up in the middle of the night going, "Who pissed in my bed? Like who threw a cup of water on me?" Because you're laying in a pool of sweat, and you got to get up and go and like drench yourself and get a towel and. Like ring out your hair. Uh, okay, that that is that's definitely a, a moment where I'm glad I'm just I'm a guy because I will I will wake up like oh god I have to pee. Oh god. <laughs> oh yeah we yeah you wake up because you got to pee but you're sitting there in a pool of sweat. Yeah. You're like oh my god you know. That's not sweat. Feel. <laughs> right. It feels like somebody drenched me and well no I mean you don't pee but it feels like you. Oh, it is like, sweat. I'm like, you're sitting in a puddle of piss is what you're saying. Is what I thought you were saying. No, it feels like, no, it's sweat. You're sitting oh, okay. there and they got to ring out, you know, why do I have so many pillows on my bed? Well, because when I wake up and the, the top layer is drenched in sweat, I can walk <laughs> out for some dry pillows and ring out my hair so I can go back and say, damn, it's cold now. Yeah, it's not so oh, hot man. anymore. It's cold because my bed is soaking wet from sweat. So the day before yesterday was the the raid on Area Fifty One. Yes. <laughs> oh my God! So I went looking on the internet to find videos, and I had found a handful of live streams of people. Uh, this one guy was like, he was streaming for about ten minutes when I started watching, and he goes, "All right, I'm not going to be streaming for much longer. I want to conserve my battery." You know, there's going to be a, a concert tonight. I want to be able to stream that. And, and you see all the cars and people walking around the, in the middle of the desert behind them. I'm like, I want to have to find food. I was like, wait a minute. You're out in the middle of the desert. You didn't bring anything? <laughs> no, those people were so unprepared for life. Well, here's yeah. here's what was so funny. is that I heard that only like 100 people showed up. About I heard like 150 uh, and of the 2 million that said they were going. Yeah. Two were arrested. Two were arrested last week. Yeah, two but kids from like Norway. Yeah. Here's here's what cracked me up. Did you all actually expect anybody to show up? Did you I actually did. expect anybody to show up? 
I, I figured it'd be at least 500 people. I didn't figure I didn't think it'd be less than 200. And second of all, they sure as hell can stop all 100 of you. <laughs> it's only 100. It's not that many. Even if there was two million people that showed up, they still would be able to stop everybody. Yeah. All they all they need is one of those uh, one of those gunships that like sounds like it's farting when it shoots. <laughs> when it drives, oh. it flies by. Yeah. I'm, those, I'm telling you, so many people were caliber so, bullets. So many people were so um, gung ho about this, and and. and this is where I go. It goes back to what I say all the time. Uh, it's a distraction for what's going Somebody on else. really in the world. When yeah. you have something silly and stupid that everybody latches on to, and yeah. that's all that they're talking about, and it, it, it's it's because It absolutely is. Because if I got you watching the left hand, you don't know what the right hand is doing. Okay. Right. What was what was happening? Well, oh wait, the rainforest was on fire for three weeks. The, the lungs of the earth was on fire, dying, and nobody was doing anything about it. And yet, and, like, well, at the beginning of summer, people were donating billions of dollars for a cathedral in France. Right. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Billionaires. And nobody said even not one word about the rainforest being on fire. Something that yeah. – that's not – that's not art and culture and beauty, which I'm not I'm not downplaying the, the, the cathedral for for spending money on that and donating money for that. I'm not by any means. So what I am saying is is that we need to have a priority checklist here because I'm telling you right now that we as a country, as a world, cannot survive without oxygen. Right. We we can I, it'll be very sad to, to to survive without the church. But we none of us can survive without that you, oxygen. You can rebuild the church. <laughs> You can rebuild a church. You can't yeah. really rebuild a forest. <laughs> you know? Right. It takes right. It it probably took hundreds of years for those trees to get as big as they were. So Yeah. It's so very sad. It, it, but it's that's what provides oxygen to our entire world and I think we can all of us agree with without any qualms that without oxygen our world will not survive. Okay, well, that's, yeah, that's you, you kind of need to, to be able to breathe in order to live, right. you know. So, and I actually saw a meme. I saw a meme after I I, I only found out about the the, the 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 Amazon burning when someone posted a meme saying, "Can the Pope please designate the rainforest or the the the, the jungles uh, as as a Catholic church so they can throw money at it?" Right, and and the thing is though, is it it was three weeks. Before I had even heard that the rainforest, yeah. I mean, it had, there was no publicity whatsoever about the rainforest on fire. And right. yet, You Can't Stop This All was on every social media there was, on all the TV. It, to me, it's ridiculous. It, it's a testimony to how easily people are sheep in our world. Yeah. When people are listening to... They can't stop us all, but nobody's talking about, hey, the rainforest is on fire. You, you know, what does that tell about us as a society that majority of the, our society is a Darwin Award waiting to happen, as it should? If that's, if that's the stupidity of our culture, our, our whole world, then maybe we need to right. clean up the gene pool. Maybe we need to clean up the gene pool a bit 
and and figure out what some chlorine in that pool. Maybe some bleach yeah. too while we're at it. Yeah, you know, like come on now, let's take a look and see what's really important here. Well, um, yes, the the rainforest is definitely way more important than than they can't catch us. People realize how important the rainforest is. No, you know. they don't. They don't, and but the it's something on. that um, unless it's it's something that unless they realize people don't know what they don't know, right? So if it wasn't something that was taught to them, they're not going to know that there's an issue or a problem, right? No. And if you only and if you're only watching one or two news sources that are of the same like-minded as you, you're never going to hear the other side of the story as well. And that's a fact. That's a fact. Mm-hmm. You know, step out of, listen to things that you that make you uncomfortable, that you don't like. It's okay to listen to things that you don't like because, or opposing views because it gives you a different view to look at and go, well, maybe there's something to this. Maybe right. there's something... Yeah that I could get out of it. Right. Yeah. I, I would hope more people would get out of their their limited with with their tunnel vision and their blinders on. You right. know? Um and going back to like talking about people are like sheep. So my mom used to tell us all the time when we were growing up, don't be a sheep, be a goat. Be a goat. And for people who don't know what that analogy is, sheep are, are, are literally the stupidest, some of the stupidest creatures on the face of the planet. If you take a shoot and run a board through the shoot and then run a hundred sheep over through the shoot and the first five sheep jump over the board and then you remove the board. 95 sheep behind them will jump at the exact same spot. There's no board there. There's no threat. There's nothing that's in their obstruction. But they're still going to jump at the exact same spot. Because wow. the 90, the five in front of them did. Right. Whereas if you are run 90 sheep through, the same scenario where you have that first five jump, run 90 more through, and they, they continue to jump, no board. And then you run a goat, a goat through. Right. The ghost could be looking at it going, what the fuck is wrong with you, sheep? <laughs> There's nothing. And walk right through. Oh, why are you jumping? <laughs> yeah. They're gonna yeah. Like, yeah. So they put goats in herds. So sheep herders will put goats in a herd to help not only calm them, but to keep them from panicking and doing something stupid. Right. Okay. Um, and that's why I was always raised. Be a goat, don't be a sheep. Don't just because everybody around you is reacting a certain way or doing a certain thing. Right. Question it. Why are they doing it? And do I need to do it also? Right. Yeah. Well, I think the pro- part of the problem is is that news is cultivated, and it, whether it be online or in the news, you know what channel you're watching, they're going to show you what what they think um, that yeah. you you'll agree with, something yeah. that you'll agree with. They won't show you something that you will dislike or if they show you something you dislike they will they will preface it with <coughs> these people are stupid don't do this right <laughs> kind of right. so and, and 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 any more so like even on social media 
everything you see on your feed is because it's something you already like. They're right. showing you more of the things you like. They're not showing you, they're not really showing you anything different from, you know, for example, I, I like a lot of comic book stuff, so all the stuff that shows up on my feed is comic book stuff or video games or, you know, certain, you know, podcasters and stuff. But that's really all through my feed. Right. You know, I never see anything else. Yeah, I never see anything else. Right. And and you're seeing a bunch of things that I would never see. Right? And and, it's funny you say that because Facebook thinks I'm black, by the way. Because Facebook thinks that I'm black because of the things that it shows me on my products and everything else. You know, it's 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 kind of hilarious. I love it. But <laughs> it's probably because of the things you that you're liking and sharing. Or basically right. right. And that's just a thing is that because so so Facebook thinks that I'm an African American female and I need hair products for her and skin products that is designed for that. And so I look at that and I just I have to just sit there and laugh and smile because I'm like Good on it. I'm, I'm fooling Facebook, you know. I'm, I'm <laughs> well, to, to be honest, you know, you, you, the, 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 the last couple of men that I've, that you introduced me to, that were guys you were, at least, well, at least the photos you showed me anyway, were black dudes. Yes. So it's not surprising, because yes. I mean, if if you're liking and sharing things from that from that group or that, yeah. that culture. That's what they're, that's what Facebook is going to start showing you in the advertisements. So right. it's not surprising right. at all. And well, and, and keep in mind that most of my my female friends are black women. So of course that's right. what you know. There's a lot of things oh. that they're looking at that I'm looking at that I'm liking and sharing. So yeah, it is it it's something. But like I said, it just it, it makes me smile. And it makes me laugh, and right. I get quite quite a kick out of it. I I don't know. I, I don't know if it's on the 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 iPhone version of the, the Facebook app, but they just released the uh, dating side of Facebook on yeah. Android. Yeah. Oh, and, they? Yeah. I'll have to show it to you next time I see you. Oh, it's, I'm uh, Oh, you are? Okay. Yeah. Okay, cool. And it's, it's, it's interesting because it shows, it shows you people – from groups that you're a part of and yes. events that you've shown interest in. And it also yes. shows you people who know people you know. And so the, the funny thing about it was is when it first started trying to send me stuff, it was sending me things that I looked at and I was laughing. I like the guys were like these redneck, redneck, white dude lumberjack dudes and I'm like oh Facebook you need to step up your game because you don't know me (laughs) you don't know what I like and now it's getting a lot better you need to be able to put like hashtags on your profile hashtag killmonger right (laughs) exactly but uh yeah no it was and I was sitting there I was looking through it and, and there was a (laughs) <laughs> of the of the uh, the groups that I'm a part of, I was going through that one, and one the first person on the list was actually a friend of my brother-in-law, Charlie. Really? And I'm like, I'm not gonna like that one. <laughs> I'm just not. I don't. I'm not that there's anything wrong with her, 
But, you know, I don't, I, I don't really want it to come back to Heidi that, you know, I'm, I'm like, they're trying to hit up on, on one of Charlie's friends. No, I'm, I don't think that, I don't want to do that. Right, you know? right, exactly. Exactly, and, and, and then and then have and have to have and then Heidi like explain to her his his friends that that's my brother yeah and you know <laughs> he you know he's he's a good guy but you know he's not really ready for anybody <laughs> no 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 exactly uh, but uh yeah no it was anything um um oh I sent you I think I sent you a link. Or at least I told you about these guys that I talked to last weekend. Uh, the the Dunce Cap Games, um, the local 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 company that makes these card games, and they have a game. They're giving me a copy of the game called Soup to Nuts, which is um, it's like a combination of a bunch of different card games. It has um, you've played Trivial Pursuit, right? You know how when you pull yes. up a Trivial Pursuit card. It gives you three or four different levels of questions. Right. It kind of has that kind of element to it, but the questions are very much like something you'd see in, like, Cards Against Humanity or something similar to that. Or there, or even the game that you played on those videos. It's very similar. It, it, it asks you really personal questions that you, you would never answer in front of your mom or your grandma. <laughs> Rich, um, okay, you need to correct that, too. Questions that most people wouldn't answer to their mom or their grandma. Because me, well, I, I mean, yeah, okay, you and I probably would tell our mom <laughs> and grandma that, but I'm just saying yeah. the average person would. That's what right. I meant. Right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I assume that you're like me and I'm like, yeah, mom, you should check this out. And she's like, oh, that's interesting. I'm not interested in doing it anymore, but that's cool. <laughs> you know? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I'm, 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 I'm actually, um, I'm interested in actually playing with some people. Maybe you want to get my hands on it. I'll bring it over and we can get Laura and, and Joe and Jen over and, you know, the, the group of us can play it. It'd be fun. I think it would but be I was, the reason I was telling you about those guys is I thought they'd be, they'd be a great guest for your radio show. Are they local? Yeah, they're from Renton. Oh, I might have to reach out to them then. Yeah, because we do... I mean, the radio show, we have, like, mostly bands and comics, but we're definitely going to entertain other... We had Dissy Energy Drink on there a couple of weeks ago and other different unique things that focuses yeah. on, obviously, businesses or entertainment in Washington, then that's what we're going to focus on. But I think something like yeah. that, because it's an entertainment our audience would be interested in listening to. Right. I don't know if you, I, I don't know if you guys would be able to play the game on radio because of FCC rules and stuff. Well, but if we could keep on, it FCC on your regulated, screen, we, could. We, yeah. we could. Yeah. We could, but we'd have to really make sure that anything that we ask or answer, we had to maybe tweak or adjust the question so that it's FCC regulated. You know, that's gotcha. compliant. Yeah. FCC compliant. Right, right, yeah. We don't get ourselves yeah. in some hot water. Well, when I talked to them, I said, like, "You know what? I'll, I'll, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna pass your information off to my cousin Marianne, who does a radio show in Seattle every Sunday. This would be great." So, I told yeah. them I was gonna t t introduce them to you. So, I would love to. I would. I'm gonna have to pay attention then now and actually go in there and look at it and give it a little bit more thought because you know I am definitely somebody who 
loves the different games and stuff that we play. You know, I mean, obviously, oh, yeah. Cards Against Humanity is one of my favorite ones. And yeah, me too. Being able, so yeah, I'll definitely take a look at it and see if I can't get them. You know, yeah. and, and maybe do a, a version we could do clean on yeah. air. Yeah. Yeah. The uh, yeah, they were really cool. I I saw them at Renton Comic Con, and I talked to I talked to one of them for about half an hour while I was there. And he was a really cool guy, and we chatted for an hour last week on the podcast. Oh, nice! And um, yeah, that's very cool. Yeah, yeah it's uh, oh, I'm trying to remember their names now. I, I actually friended one of them on Facebook. I'll have to suggest them to you. Facebook, so you guys can get, get in contact with each other. Yeah. But uh, yeah, no, it's really cool. Um, so it sounds like a fun game. It's, I think it is a game that requires a minimum of three people. So yeah. Yeah, um, that sounds like a lot of fun. And, it sounds uh, a lot of fun. But um, what else? What else? Um. Um. I think. Oh, did you did you see that I tagged you in the thing about the comedy show in December? And you commented on it. I don't remember what it, what we. It was, um, oh, I did, I did. Yeah, and I haven't had a chance to do anything yet, so I've been trying to focus on so many different things right now, um, day job and everything else, and like what much as I love. Being able to do the radio show and do stand up, I still got to pay my bills. So yeah, yeah, it's always it's always funny that the 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 jobs you enjoy doing typically don't really pay well or 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 at all. (laughs) (laughs) Right, right. And the the the, the lucky few are the ones who are able to do those jobs and get paid. So well, I'm working on trying to combine a way to get my hobby so to speak to, into a, a full time yeah. paycheck so it's well, a work in that'd project. be great if you if you can figure it out maybe you can show me how you figured it out <laughs> yeah I'm telling you and well like I said selling advertising space is definitely something that I'm entertaining I'm yeah. all about selling advertising space but um Making some money on it. So. Yeah. Well, I think one of the podcasts I listen to, they have like they have advertisements every fifteen minutes on their show, which is weird because the, the, the podcaster is not a a a, a poor dude. He's, he's really well off and doesn't really need to have advertising on his podcast. <laughs> okay. Well, fine. <laughs> but it's you know what though. So one of the things that one of my mentors was telling me, teaching me, and this is something that I think is so vitally important to try and and incorporate this into all aspects of of my life. Free has no value. When you do something for free, a point of fact, I gave, I did for my day job, I did some work for a friend of mine who who owns a bar, my ex husband and his his wife just got a bar. And right. I did some work I did some work for them that um 
typically I would charge in the realm. Yeah, you told you told me about that last time I saw you. You mentioned what you did. Yeah, I would typically charge. Typically, I would charge eight hundred to twelve hundred dollars for that. And they said, "Oh, we're so thankful. Thank you. Next time you come in, you can have a free salad." And not that they were trying to insult me by offering me a free salad, but they didn't know how much I would typically charge for that. Right. And to them, it was free. But because I charge based on what would it cost them if I hadn't done the work, how much it would have cost them, it would have been like $2,500. And cut it in half. Look, I'll save you $1,200. I'll save you $1,500 by doing it for this much. So instead of you paying $2,500 and having to do my service, I will do it for $800. And it saves you all that extra headaches and and a fine. So not to be really vague about it, but, I mean, it's – but it's three half. Free has no value. And so if you give things away for free, so it's the same, it's the same kind of philosophy, how I'm trying to equate that over to my entertainment side of things, is if I'm doing a comedy show and it costs nothing for people to come in to see the show, it has no value to them because it didn't cost them anything to come into the show. It was free to get in. Therefore, they right. don't have the same kind of respect or attention span that they would give to a show that they yeah. paid five, ten, fifteen, twenty dollars to come in and sit down. Not that only do the people next to them, not only would they have more respect, but the people next to them would be having more respect as well. Like, hey, dude, yeah. stop talking through the show or stop Facebooking through it or stop recording. Right. I paid $15 to be here, not to listen to your mouth yapping and, and trying to heckle the comic. Right. Because then it has value. It costs them. Right. They're invested in it. Right. And I, and, and I was, as you're saying this, I'm, I, I'm having a memory of a time that I, I went to one of those second second string movie theaters where you paid what, less than $5 to see a movie, and, like, I wouldn't sell a movie there, because it was, it was a theater I could afford to go see a movie at. I couldn't, right. I couldn't throw down $15 to see a movie. Right. <laughs> but I could throw down $3 to see a movie, and I'm sitting there watching the movie, and I look over, and someone has their phone on, and they're texting somebody. And I, my first, well, it's just, like, rolling my eyes, like, asshole, I'm trying to watch a movie, what the fuck? Yeah, and, uh, it's very distracting. It, it was distracting. I kept it kept pulling my gaze away from the screen, and and because it was bright, it was like in in my peripheral. And after like the third time of him doing this, I said in my loud, booming voice, "Turn off your fucking phone and watch the fucking movie." Right. <laughs> Everyone looked at me like, "Shh." Said, well, then tell him to turn off his damn phone. It's distracting yeah. me. I'm trying to watch the movie. Right. And one of the important things, you know, the reason why is because 
when you're going to a movie and you're trying to go see it at a theater, the reason you go to a theater as opposed to waiting for it to come out on video and see it at home, even when you have a large screen TV, it enables you to immerse yourself in it. So you can suspend your disbelief and, and right. be able to put yourself into that, that movie. Right. But if you have that ambient distraction next to you, it keeps pulling you out of that, that, that disbelief. Right. And so yeah. it's a lot harder to be able to sit there. And then especially if you have somebody who might have, I don't know, some kind of attention deficit already. Yeah. Yeah. Or is somebody who's easily distracted mm-hmm. already. It yeah. becomes very frustrating. Now, oh, yeah, that's, well, that's why I spoke up like I did because it was, I am all those things. <laughs> right, and you, but you, if you were sitting at you, in the comfort of your living room and somebody, you know, and the lights are on and, and you're watching a movie and people are playing on their phones, so if you wouldn't have that, it wouldn't be that much of a distraction for you. And it didn't no, it, still would, it, it, it would still be a distraction. I wouldn't be paying as much attention to the movie. It's a problem. Right. If I'm watching you, it at home you, on my TV, I'm not really paying attention to it. It's basically on as background noise. Right. I'm, not, I'm also, doing like six other things. Right, but it's also not as frustrating because you didn't pay for it. Like you didn't pay right. for it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So it's not as much of a okay. I'm not gonna. I'm. I'm not gonna lose myself. But it is very. You know. And so again, it goes back to that free has no value. Right. And one of the things is that trying to find that value within yourself, stop doing things for free. Because it's not like, oh, well, you know, and, and this is where my, my now current mentor is helping me. And even though it's a different, completely, totally something entirely, not entirely, but very different from entertainment, but there's still a lot of crossovers and takeaways that can, I can incorporate into what I'm doing. And that is probably one of the things I think that I need to beat into my head the most is Free has no value. Just because I have a skill that maybe the the work that I did for the bar wasn't monumental for me in the aspect of it's something that I'm very fluent in, I'm very educated about. I've gotten educated. I have mad skills on it. And if it was something that they would have attempted, something that would have taken me a couple – that took me three hours to do – would have taken them fucking three weeks to figure out or three days to do, right? Right. Because of my my experience and my education. And that was something right. that, that my mentor was trying to tell me. Free has no value. You need to know that your schooling is what got you where you are. Your education, your experience is why you were able to get that for them in the amount of time that they needed it by and free them up to to do other things. That has a huge value. So the amount of time that it would have taken them to figure out how to do what I did. Right. Way, way more. And so I'm trying to figure out how to roll that into, again, my comedy. Because while 15 minutes, 20 minutes doesn't seem like that much time on stage for right. a lot of people, um, it has taken me years to be able to hone that skill. Right. Get it to that level and polish it, and be able to take it on stage. Well, that's the and thing is is is, uh, is you know talking about like um, you know getting value out of, out of what you're doing. The comic dads they have sponsorship for their podcast. 
Like, how the fuck do you guys get sponsorship? You barely even post anything to your podcast. He's like, oh, you know, we talk to people, you know, they're throwing down a little bit of here and there, and that helps out. And, but it, and then they also have merchandise, too, which, you know, I was like, well, how much does that cost you? Because... I'm on a limited I'm on a limited income, so I I can't really throw down a lot of money. But that's a great idea that they have merchandises they can sell when they go to like conventions and stuff. They have t-shirts oh, yeah. and hats. You know. And who who does that? The comic dad. Yeah, that's that was Andrew that did that I was talking to. But yeah. Mm. Yeah, talk to Andrew if you want to know like you know you know sponsors and you know getting people to help you know promote your your stuff and things. And but, that's uh, just it, though. It's just that <laughs> being able to find a way. Well, first of all, the most important thing is just do you feel like you have a product? Right. And that's, I think that's, that's the thing that most people will trip up on. Do I have a product that's worth putting out there? Right. And, and, there and there are platforms for creators to make money like that. I mean, there's um, there's coffee, there's, there's Patreon, basically it's like a social media site where when you post things to them, you can, you can have, um, you can have it set up so that paying subscribers will have access to those things, and then after a certain amount of time, they become available to the public. So people who don't have, don't have a membership can still see it at some point. It's just, it's not, it's not free initially when they first post it kind of thing. So and I oh, tried that cool. with uh, Patreon. Patreon is actually kind of a neat a neat idea, but I don't really have any idea how to market things so I didn't know how to get people to, to want to actually send money my way with my podcast. I tried doing the um early access to new episodes and I tried um you know having like the you know only having available on the on the free you know, feed through iTunes or whatever, um, like the last 10 episodes and everything beyond the last 10 episodes is in the archive and you have to pay to have access to the archive. Because that's how some, some podcasters do it. Um, I think Mark Maron has that where the, his entire archive of podcast episodes, he's got over a 1,000 episodes. So only the last 50 are available on his on his feed for free. Everything else after, after that is behind the, the pay wall. Which isn't but that expensive, are, I don't think. And but all of those things, and and you do keep the cost really low because, you know, it, it the numbers game. If if ten people are listening to it, well, not as much. But if a thousand people or ten thousand people or a hundred thousand people, you got a hundred thousand right. people paying a buck to see something. Right. That's the, the, other, the other thing is he's he's the other thing is he's a well-known comedian, so he already has a built-in audience. Right. My audience, my audience for my podcast is is really kind of um, only because I've you know I've been doing this podcast for six years. Right, and, just, <laughs> and I have, yeah. So the only thing that you know I would suggest to you is you know take those some of those times, take that, take some of your time when you're on the internet and focus on marketing look at things for marketing um, and how to better market yourself because that's really the whole end game about what we do it doesn't matter how great of a product you have 
if people don't know the products out there or how to find right. it. And I'm sure right. that there's a lot more people who would be interested in it than you would you would think. Right. They just need to know how to find it, especially in situations where there's so much information overload. Are you fucking kidding me? Are you fucking kidding me? You couldn't fucking wait. Sorry. This asshole. Like, seriously, there's nobody fucking behind me. You asshat. There's nobody. Instead, you got to fucking cut me off and almost hit me. Okay. Sorry. Um, <laughs> like, I'm almost on my five fucking minutes from home, and this jackass tries to fucking hit me. Like, right by your fucking school. Seriously, you're coming out from the school fucking parking lot. Like, bat out of hell. There's fucking flying out there to cut me. And probably a student, too. Mm, 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 mm. Teenage mm. drivers. It's probably a teacher getting ready for school oh, tomorrow. Getting, yeah, getting the hell school. out of there. Yeah. It's a great school. Oh, my God. Uh, like, God, stupid people driving. God, stupid people. Oof. Like, yeah. So, yeah. yeah just, of course, you know, good timing. So, I'm, like, I'm literally, like, five blocks from, from my driveway. Oh. So... Yeah. Like I thought, okay, but, yeah. I'm calm. I'm calm. I can drive calmly. I, I've calmed down. I can drive calm through through traffic. Fucking go, Jesus! Now you get a fucking stoplight. You can't fucking go. It's like seriously, you need a fucking truck that had gone through the fucking intersection. You didn't have. You'd already waited a three thousand, one thousand, two thousand, three hundred thousand. Fucking go. Once his ass and has cleared the fucking intersection, get your fucking foot on the gas. Instead of counting oh. another fucking three count, after he already fucking went through, what are you waiting for? Nobody else around but me. Fuck. And the, this is what the, I'm talking the, about, stupid driver. Yeah. Yeah. The, the, the best thing about this is people who are going to hear this will think you're, you're playing it up. Like, she's not at all playing this up. She's, this is exactly how she gets when people piss her off while she's driving. This is not You like, know, it's, it, to me, it's, yeah. it's not fucking license science. God damn it. We all have driver's license. Look, we're at a four-way stop, okay? You stopped. I get it. There's a car on your left that was there first, and they're going to cross through the intersection. Great. You're the next car. Be ready. That means the car clipped. Like this dude in front of me just did it right. Car turned. He got his foot off the brake, and he went through. I get it. That's how you clear an intersection. This car just went through the intersection. As his ass end cleared, I'm taking my left turn right behind him. That's how you clear a fucking four-way stop at an intersection. You don't wait for the car to clear the fucking intersection. There's no other cars with the other three angles of that four-way stop, okay? None. And you sit there, and I do another three count, 1,000 Are you fucking kidding me? You wait for that car to completely clear the fucking intersection? You're going forward. They're going forward. They're coming from your left. You're crossing their path. As soon as their ass end crosses the fucking intersection, you can go. Okay. Uh, just, Take a deep breath. Mind, people learn how to it, drive at a fucking the, intersection. Into the nose, out to the mouth, deep breaths. Oh, my God. <laughs> Stupid fucking people, man. This is why, like, look, I drive thousands of miles a month. Thousands right. of miles a month. I, I don't see you ever moving to L.A., Marianne. You'd probably oh tell God, somebody. I'd have a heart attack or something. <laughs> I'll go, and Emma pop right in the middle of the freeway. Right? Yeah. Right? How did she oh, die? Man. Well, you know, she was screaming at some traffic. <laughs> <laughs> that started her forehead finally burst. <laughs> right? <laughs> God. 
deal with on a daily basis driving in, in traffic around here because when I'm sitting there looking at how people drive and I'm like, they just, I think they do it deliberately just for that power, sense of power surge that they get, like that they feel like they're the one who's in control, that they are, I'll, I'll fucking show all these other people I can stop traffic. I'm going to give this. Right. These are the small dicted men, middle-aged white men, who ain't got nothing going between their ears or their fucking legs. So they're going to sit there and make life miserable yeah. for everybody else. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, as as a, a middle-aged white man, I agree. Fine, <laughs> oh, Jesus, the bane of my fucking existence. That's probably why Facebook thinks I'm black. I'm telling you, kids, you know. Well, besides all the fact that my friends are black, Facebook thinks I'm black. You know, the funny thing is, whenever so, whenever you see someone who has has a large truck or a vehicle that like screams, "Hey, I have a small penis," they go, "And safely, I have a '97 Civic that's a piece of shit." <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Oh my god, I'm telling you. I'm not, I'm not, I don't need to overcompensate for anything. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not. I'm not saying that I'm well endowed because I'm really not. <laughs> but I'm not awful. I'm not tiny either. <laughs> like I'm okay with myself. I'm, I'm good. Okay. And I've never I'm had any complaints. There should be something in our lives that we are completely, totally, like, I'm good with. I'm okay. I, I'm not insecure about this in any way, shape, or form. I'm okay. Although, I, I would have references, but I don't talk to any of my exes. <laughs> oh, I do. I do. I keep a friendship with them all. I would like to, but I'm, I'm usually the asshole in those, in those situations, so I don't get the opportunity to keep those friends. Yeah, yeah. I get it. I dig it. They're like, no, no, we don't want to have anything to do with you, ever, are you, are again. You, are you are you scooping when I'm pooping? <laughs> <laughs> I love that one. <laughs> <laughs> That's horrible. It's horrible is funny, right? <laughs> subjective. Funny is always subjective. Yeah. You know. Well, sp- speaking of subjective funny... I watched the the roast of Alex Baldwin the other night. I haven't recorded because I started watching it. I started watching it, but I haven't seen it completely. And oh my god, when when it gets when it gets to his daughter roasting him, it gets really fucking personal and really brutal. I heard funny it was hilariously still. funny though. I heard it was, it was funny really when his really funny. It was really, really funny, but he, you could tell it was they were sharp digs. Cause he, oh, at one point he goes <laughs> like that, like this really fake, like that was so funny. Laugh, you know. Um, so was, this is why that is exactly yeah. what I was about it. That is exactly why I don't do roast right there. That is exactly why I don't do roast. I had somebody, yeah. I had a producer ask me, would I do a roast? And I said, no, I don't make fun of people with mental health issues. And they go, Marianne, they're comics. I said, trust me, sweetie, if they're a comic, they have mental health issues. You know? (laughs) I don't do roast. I don't make, I don't, I don't want to deliberately hurt somebody. Right. Again, I know has a mental health issue. And something where it's a daughter roasting her dad. I'm I'm pre- I'm just throw this out on a on a limb and say 
there's probably some daddy issues, right? There's probably some daddy issues. Oh, definitely. <laughs> and, and that's an opportunity that, like, oh, not only do I get to throw some serious digs and barbs into you, you got to sit there and smile and pretend like it's funny the whole time. Oh, game on. Game yeah. on. Are you serious? Yeah. And oh, be dude. professional. They the, have to be and the, professional. Some of the best... The best ones were, um, 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 Chris don't Red. Don't, don't I won't play the joke. I'll just say that the comedians that were the best, the comedians I thought were the best were Chris Red, Nikki, Nikki Glacier, and Robert De Niro actually had some really good ones too. I heard Robert De Niro was actually really funny. And you know that, you hysterical. do know that with these, you know that with these comedy roasts that they actually have professional comedians writing the jokes for them, right? Oh, I know. I know that. Yeah. I know that. Yeah. It's probably Jeff Ross and, and Mickey Glazier writing the jokes for those guys. Well, well, you know, Jason Stewart, I, I know you've met Jason, Jason Stewart here in Washington. Um, he, uh, besides being on the Howard Stern show, and he was a, he was a mentor of mine when I first started doing comedy because he was the club manager at, the comedy underground in Tacoma. So he was the first club that I, my, my home club that's no longer there, but he wrote a lot of the roast jokes for the um, Gene Simmons roast. And oh, yeah. so, so, I mean, he wasn't on it, but he wrote the jokes and that's what they do is they, they reach out to these comics that are really, really good at that yeah. and um, have them write and that the actually was pretty good too. I've seen that one. Yeah. So Jason wrote, jokes for that and so um that is not like i said that's not something that's one of you know so they they get some of these people but you know somebody like de niro who has that presence who can say a line you know he can he's done some he's done some funny shows and stuff so he can tell a funny joke you know he knows how to time a a line but it was so He's Crazy. definitely a comedic actor. He's, he yeah. definitely has the right timing to be a comedian if you wanted to. Right, but, uh, right. Yeah. And he's done some. He's definitely done some comedy stuff. He's he did. Um, oh, dude, the Fokker movies are hilarious. Yeah, yeah I was just <laughs> gonna say exactly. That's one of the, the ones that he did, and so he's totally yeah. capable of that. Yeah. Yeah. No, and I I won't tell you any of the jokes because I want you to see them for yourself. But do send me a message after you finish watching. Let me know what you think of the jokes. Which ones you like? Which ones you thought were too far? I want to hear what you thought. And I because I was I was watching the whole thing and I watched the whole thing and I'm like, oh my god, that's fucking hilarious. Oh my god, that really I could you could tell that you can tell that 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 Alice was like, ouch, fuck yeah, well, you know, yeah. But they were yeah. funny. They were funny. Oh, and and the thing is, so is but. That's exactly why I don't do roast, because you have to really dig deep on somebody's pain, something that's that's hurtful, and probably very hurtful and and they're sensitive to it, and then put a smile to it and go, ha ha, just kidding, ha ha, just comedy. But it's not. It's still very painful and hurtful. And I don't, I you know, I mean, I'd like to say I'm not a sensitive ninny but I am a sensitive ninny and I don't want people making fun of me and I really it's horrible it's very fucking painful I was the last one was very fucking painful 
And I never want to do that again where not because it made me feel so horrible about the shit that they were saying. I wasn't even the person being roasted. But the shit that they were saying was so painful. And I was like, this is, you know, and everybody else laughing at it. And, yeah, I could on the outside I could see where it was humorous. But a personal attack on me where it was very hurtful. And it, right. and it it definitely hit me in a spot that I was very sensitive to. I'll I'll, I'll be honest. The one person they did a um, they did a meme, they did a PowerPoint and they did a meme and they they superimposed my face on Ursula from The Little Mermaid. And yes, it was like everybody was laughing. They thought it was hilarious, but at the same time, you know, because me, I'm very sensitive to my size. Right. You know, and it, it was very, but that was very, like, surprising, and, and I wasn't prepared for that, and it really, like, really dug deep. Yeah. And I thought, you know what, I don't like the way I feel right now. I don't like the way this made me feel. Yeah, that's, that's, uh, that's there's a difference between being an asshole and, and roasting somebody. There's a, there is a difference. They, no, they, they come across as, trust me, and they're do, able to do it as, ha-ha, it's comedy, everybody's laughing, it's funny. Yeah, it is funny. But you know what? I feel horrible. Everybody else around me is laughing at me because they think it's funny. And you know what? I don't want to make anybody else feel the way I'm feeling right now. That's right. why I don't do roast. That's right. the bottom line, why I don't do roast. And I, there was, it's funny, but it's very true when I say I don't make fun of people with mental health issues. But, again, comics, I don't know comics who isn't battling some kind of mental health issue. Maybe they just don't, it's not diagnosed and they don't know what it is. But the majority of them are at least dealing with depression at the minimum. Right. Hey, Rob. There's a, uh, a rainbow out there. I just I just saw it. Mm. Uh, Talking about shiny thing <laughs> moments. <laughs> yes. Ooh, shiny. <laughs> bring it in, bring it in, bring it in. Come on. We're still Meanwhile, recording. back at the podcast. <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm sitting here trying to make sure that I'm watching for any ambient noises, making sure that it's not getting picked up on non mic. It probably did. I went to the grocery store, tried not to let anybody know that that's what I was doing as I was wandering through having a conversation. Oh, I didn't tell you were at the store. I just didn't say anything. <laughs> well, you know, I mean, so, but I was like trying not to make that a focus of what, the, what we were talking about, so. Yeah. I, was, I don't know if you heard about a minute or so back, I, was, I picked up a, a bag of cereal and it was all crinkly. Was like, oh, shit. No. <laughs> I did not hear that. I did okay. not hear that. I was probably <laughs> talking. Yeah. You know? Well, you were. <laughs> yeah. So when when you were talking, I finished the sentence, and then I I muted you while I filled up my glass with ice because I just got home, and I'm getting <laughs> my sleep. <laughs> you know? I, 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 I do that when I'm talking to people on the phone. If I, like, in the middle of because sometimes I'll be talking to someone, like, when we talk, we talk for hours, and they're like, at some point during the call, I'll have to pee. You know, instead of saying, hey, I'll call you back, I have to pee. I just need to fall and let you talk and then just do my thing. And <laughs> Exactly, of course. Yeah. Yeah. Hello, who has time nowadays to stop talking, you know? <laughs> I got things to do. I got things to say, you know, and I'm not going to call you back. Because if I say, once I get off the phone, I'm done. I'm not calling yeah. nobody back. I'm doing my thing. 
forget. You're a professional talker, and I'm a semi-pro. Yes. (laughs) Yes. So get it together, you know. Yeah. Oh, one of the things I was going to tell you, but I don't know if uh, if I if I had it on my car when I was at your house last time, but I got one of those one of those advertising stickers in my back window. Actually, I think I didn't have it. I don't think I had. I don't think I got the case for it yet. But I got the sticker in the back window of my car, and on on the the first of the month, I have to like take a picture of it, proving that it's still on the car, kind of thing. And then on the fifth of the month, they pay me, they they send me some money through PayPal. And Are you serious? Yeah, not a lot. I, want I got some like of eleven. Those. I got eleven bucks. I want some was, of those. It was also. It was yeah. I can send you a link. Because I drive. <laughs> we've already talked about. I mean, I just rolled. I'm almost at ninety one thousand miles on my four year old car. Yeah. You don't get a lot of money from it. I mean, it was it was prorated my first month, but it was like eleven dollars. Well, um, eleven bucks is eleven bucks. I mean, heck, I could probably put a few of them on my car, and you know, <laughs> three, four, yeah. four, fifty. Fifty bucks a month. How many of those stickers can you put? Right. Someone asked me how many stickers you can put on your car. I was like, I don't think they let you put more than one on your car. Oh, well, you have to put you have to put in your back window. And to be honest, one of the things that I've noticed with it is when it's like really raining. I mean, really raining, like Seattle rain. Yeah. Yeah. It's next to impossible to see through. Oh, that's scary. Yeah. So. I just, you know, I have to use my mirrors more when, I, when it's raining, is, is all I'm saying. <laughs> mm. That might be a little bit more of a challenge for me because, you know, I need to be safe <laughs> when I'm driving. Well, I, I, you and your, I know you and, and safety is, is like, you know, peanut butter and jelly. So. Yes, exactly. Which yeah. is so ironic when you listen to me drive, you know, I know. <laughs> when people listen to me just ranting and rail, railing at drivers and stuff. I mean, yeah, it, it is. That is like pretty you, funny. Like you said, that is no. That's my my true authentic self. That's how I am when I drive. You know. Yeah. And, but you know, it, it, people. I've had people ride with me, and they're like, "You need to calm down." I'm like, "Whoa, whoa, 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 whoa! Hold on. I'm perfectly calm. You don't understand. This to me is for me when I'm railing and yelling. It's a form of entertainment for me. Like I am getting my frustration out, but I'm not hyped up about it. I literally forget about it once I'm done yelling about it. I don't let it tear me up inside. But I do. Yeah, and that's why because I yell about it. I yell about it. And when I yell it all out, it's over and done with. I'm I'm done. I'm not thinking about it. I'm not dealing with it. Yeah. I I'm not obsessing or or Uh, getting my blood pressure out of control about it. Yeah. Now that you mentioned it, I think that's definitely something that I do. Um, cause I, I think it's a very, a very ADHD thing. You, 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 you get your, you get your, your, your emotions out. You get it out. You're done with it. You move on. Right. There's and no you can't let it, over, it. Uh, yeah, you can't. And because I, if I really let it get deep to me, but so for me, it's always been that form of being able to release that, that pressure of stress. Because if I didn't say anything, if I wasn't yelling and railing about it, well, then it would be eating me up because I would Marianne, be, like, just tense. That's your release valve is what that is. Yeah, like too much pressure, and I'm like a pressure cooker. 
and start screaming and yelling. <laughs> okay, pressure's back down now. You know? Marianne's doing her impression of a train whistle right now. Get down, right, I'm just... so Get the fuck out of the room. And then afterwards you hear, crisis averted. You know? <laughs> 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 oh, dude, we should, we should totally record you, video you doing that and then like put in like the the pre-warning sounds before you blow up in the video and then like the <laughs> crisis averted. Yeah. <laughs> right. And you who've, who've ridden with me, you know that that's how I drive and how I am. Oh yeah. Like totally. That, that was, you were not playing it up because we're recording. You, that's, no, that's exactly how me. you are. Yeah, yeah. That's just me in a nutshell. And so it was funny because, um, I was riding with, I, I drove to Seattle last Thursday when we went to this media mixer in Seattle and uh, I I drove and um, producer rode with me right. and I had made a comment about, you know, there seems to be a lot of dialogue when I drive, people's comments about how I drive and I was driving and I'm like, you know, Oh, it's not too bad. I don't mind driving. All of a sudden, ah, 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 ah. And he's like, looks at me. And he's like, are you sure you're okay to drive? <laughs> do, 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 you, do you need a pill? <laughs> yeah. Do you, do you need an intervention? Do you need to smoke some marijuana? You know? Here, have an edible. Calm the fuck down. You know? And I'm like, no, I'm good. Why? It's, it's a problem. Yeah. You know, normal people don't drive like that, Marianne. <laughs> really? Yeah, I'm sorry. Whenever someone uses the word normal, say normal is a setting on your dryer. <laughs> That's a fact. Okay. There's, there's no such thing as normal. Well, okay, people. I would say everyone's different. Everyone's different. It's a normal setting. That would be a normal setting in our family to be that outrageous and over the top like that. Oh yeah. Oh, did you see that I posted that uh, the uh, the producers for uh, Grandma, uh, Mrs. Brown's Boys are looking for audience pre- yes. people? I'm like, yes. damn it, I wish I was in Ireland. I would totally do this. Oh, my God. When are they freaking filming? Because um, I could be in Ireland when they're filming. Uh, I would like to be in Ireland when they're filming. Can I hide in your bag? Do you have a bag big enough for a 300 pounds? <laughs> <man>? um, <laughs> I think they charge extra for that. It's not like back in the huh? old days. <laughs> they charge extra for that. Those, oh, those baggage true. fees. Those baggage yeah. fees. They uh, they charge for that. They would probably know they, they would probably charge you for two seats as well. If I was to fly. Oh, my gosh. Um, I don't, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I know that um, I'm in the process of trying to get my ticket. Yeah, man. I was, you should totally find out when you're going to be able to go there. Do it, man. I, no, not when. I'm I'm going to I'm going uh March fourteenth through the twenty eighth of twenty twenty. Nice. So I will be there for St. Patrick's Day twenty twenty. Nice. So yeah, I'm I'm making my arrangements. The last time I checked, the flights were round trip tickets were just over six hundred dollars. Oh really? Round, yeah. It's yeah. So wow. Are you are you I'm, gonna hotel it or are you gonna are you gonna are you gonna like hang out with family while you're over there? Both. Well, I I don't do, I, when you're in Europe you bed and breakfast everything or you you know you 
it's not even bed and breakfast nowadays. It's like you just Airbnb. And then, Airbnb, yeah. Yeah, and that's what I did when I was in Italy. So my 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 friend, my girlfriend who lives in, she's stationed in Italy right now. Uh, the plan is is that she's going to meet me in Ireland, and I have right. another friend here who she's she's um, planning on trying to take a vacation, figuring out how to make. She was supposed to have gone to Italy with us, to with right. me, and she wasn't able to because she had jury duty. And mm. after the fact. After the fact, I was like, girl, you had jury duty for one of the two weeks I was there. You could have gone to Italy for a week and not had yeah. – because my, my my niece through osmosis, she was stationed there. She has a house, and we were able to stay there. And Well, we, we also toured all over the place, so. Right. Um, but I was telling her, I was like, you know, this way, at least when we go to Ireland, we have places that we can stay. I mean, the family, obviously, I want to be able to take my niece and show her – the Irish side and how it is in Ireland, and this is the authentic, true Ireland, not the the touristy. Frost the lucky charm, domestically delicious. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> I think the best meme I ever saw was like, remember that time Irish people got pissed off because of stereotypes? Of course not. We're not second idiots. <laughs> <laughs> We're not a bunch of sensitive pussies like the rest of you. No. Oh, that's what it was. Yeah, we're not much as sensitive puss like the rest of you. Yeah. <laughs> we don't fucking care. Yeah. yeah you know. And and they want to they want to remove the the leprechauns as the mascot for Lucky Charms. Just kidding. The Irish aren't sensitive pussies. They don't care. <laughs> Nothing offends yeah. them. And I think that's true. I mean, it's, it's, it is really hard to it's like certain people, certain groups. It's definitely hard to offend us as a whole. Well, but. it's. You can don't get don't get it wrong. You can we can be offended. It just takes a lot. Oh yeah. Or I mean, or if you hit the right button and you hit it too many times, then then you're yeah, in trouble. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that's a fact. I mean, and, and the thing is, though, is just, you know, I mean, we're we're jovial people. We like to laugh. We like to joke. We like to entertain. I mean, I yeah. think the Irish. Well, I know the few times I've been to Ireland. Just don't cross that the, line. They just have such a mad respect for any entertainer. Like, if you can sing, you can dance, you can entertain, they love that. They just have such a, you know, such a high esteem for any entertainer. And it's interesting because um, I have not been to Ireland since I've become a, since I was actively doing comedy, and certainly not since I've been a professional comedian and radio personality. So I'm really kind of looking forward yeah. Going over there and, you know, meeting with a lot of the family and being able to talk to them and Right. Um, you know you know we can get dual citizenship, right? Oh yeah. I'm working on it. I'm in the process. Heidi apparently Heidi apparently got it. I didn't know that she did that. Yeah, I knew she was doing it because her and I were both I was asking her about how to do it at the same time. Um, oh, okay. And then she that prompted her, she's like, Oh yeah, I wanted to do that and it, it kinda of pushed her to do it. So, is, is it is it expensive? Um, yes. Hundreds of dollars? No. Mm-hmm. Is it like several hundred of dollars, or is it just like yes. 150 bucks yes. and you're done? No, 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 no. 150 bucks to me is nothing. That's not expensive. It's it's it, it's not as expensive as some countries. Some countries are like tens of thousands of dollars. Uh, we're thousands of dollars, but it's not thousands of dollars. The process is. If you have, so for any of the listeners, 
um, if you have a parent or a grandparent that was born in Ireland, you qualify for dual citizenship. Or if you have, let's say, in my situation, our situation, a grandparent that was born in Ireland and you get your dual citizenship before you have any children, they qualify for dual citizenship. So of all, you would still qualify if you would ever decide to have children. You, if you got your dual citizenship before that, your children right. might qualify to get. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, you have to, first of all, have uh, your American citizenship. You have to have a U.S. passport. Um, and I don't then, have a passport. I have an enhanced license, though. That's nope. not quite the same, but. Nope. I, I deal with a lot of the, a lot of the same questions, I think. And oh, and, and, and it is. And the thing is, is that it's like um, it costs. So first, your first expenditure is getting your passport, which is a couple hundred dollars. Okay. Okay. Then what you got to do is you have to submit to get a birth certificate for your parent or grandparent, and you have to submit that, and then get all the qualifications and get it proved and paid for all the documentation and everything for them to go, yep, you are who you say you are and you are the child or grandchild of this person. I'm wondering and if Craig still qualified. has that stuff. I could just borrow hers. <laughs> yeah, yeah, she does. But so you still have to have the documentation to see of it. But, the you know, so you, you submit the the birth certificate, grandma's birth certificate. And so once once all that process, so then you apply for citizenship. Okay, so you're applying for that dual citizenship, and you have to get that processed first. So then what they do is say, yes, you qualify for dual citizenship, and then after the process and the time frame, they get you registered as a dual citizen. Then they send you the documentation and say, yep, you are now a dual citizen. Then, Then you take that paperwork and apply for a passport. An Irish passport. So oh, you can geez. you could be an Irish citizen but not have an Irish passport. But you got to apply for the Irish passport. And so then once you get your passport, then that costs you. You send them the, the proof of citizenship, right? Because it's got to go to Ireland. So you got to send them the proof of citizenship, and then you got to send them all of your documentation, your paperwork, and everything, and documentation. And after. A time after a spell, they they got everything all like worked out, and then they say, "Okay, you are truly a yeah." So it gets up, but it's the time. Right. Okay. I was just thinking. I looked into getting a uh, an Irish domain, uh, a, a dot ie. Oh wow. Dot, and, and you have to be an Irish citizen in order to get one. Really. Yeah. Oh, it's dot .ie, dot .uk, or no, it's not .uk, it's just dot .ie. <clears throat> so, you can get a dot .irish being an American citizen, which isn't the same, but but I wanted I wanted to get a dot .ie domain. And uh, if, you have, if you're a citizen of Ireland, you can get one. And I was like, I thought about, like, you know, asking Andrew to, to register a domain for me. <laughs> Mom? Or you can get that dual citizenship and get your own. Yeah, I was just thinking that I could do it myself. 
a long ways to go just to get just to be able to have a dot ie domain name. <laughs> but it be worth it. Well, yeah, but there's certain things like what is your motivation to get it? That's that's the whole what motivates you well, to do I mean, that. So I would I would want to because at some point I want to go over there. I mean, and I would love to be able to stay there and not have to like worry about being right. told to leave. Well, you know, the thing is, is that um, more than just that, <clears throat> that with having an Irish passport, we could work in any EU country, any European country, without having to have a visa. So you don't that have would to have even a, be cooler. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah, so if you wanted to work in any of the Eastern European countries, you could do that without having to have uh, a visa. Right. Simply because simply because you're an Irish citizen. So, that would be brilliant. Yeah. To to to, to borrow a, ter- a a phrase from Ireland. That would be brilliant. Right. Yeah. Grand, you and. <laughs> so funny to think of you know like I was I, you know like for me you were like that would be brilliant and I was like oh yeah sure it, it didn't even like oh oh yeah that is kind of Irish yeah. That's a very Irish thing to say. It's brilliant. That's yeah. grand. Same thing with um, the same thing with like it may, that the Irish phrases that just made me think about our cousins when they come over the one time, and back when the phrase "Oh my God, dude, that was killer!" Oh, that was killer! They come over and they're like, "Oh my God, dude, that was deadly!" <laughs> that was yeah. so deadly, you know. And and just think that, that just across the you know across the ocean, right? They're saying the same thing, but they're just tweaking the word just a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, funny. the the ones that I don't remember those boys' names. I think it was Sean and and um, yes, the two brothers. Yes, yes it was Sean and Andrew. Yeah, Andrew was the other one. Okay. Yes, I it was. Their because, names. because when I went when I went with my sister, uh, Sean and I and our cousin Una and Laura and I, we we drove we drove part way to from Avoca to Dublin to catch a train. Oh, nice. Yes. Yeah, you know, I would love. I would love. Do you know if those guys are on 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 Facebook? I'd love to get a hold of them. I don't know. I would need to find out. Yeah, I honestly don't remember their last names. I couldn't remember one of the one of their first names. Yeah, they were. It, it's um. Oh gosh, happening. They're happening. Okay. All right. Yeah. Yeah, because they're Tommy's sons. That's Tommy right. Happening. Yeah. 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 But, uh, yeah, no, I was thinking about those guys the other day, because I remember one of the things that they kept saying, and I didn't understand what the hell they were saying, was, that yolk, what's that yolk? I said, what yolk? I'm thinking there's an egg on the ground or something. I'm like, what? what are you talking about? That, the yolk, the yolk. Is it? That's a blah, blah. I was like, yeah, the, a thing. I was like, oh, what is this thing then? <laughs> <laughs> so, it was just a... Oh, yeah. The different yeah. phrases, the different... It was like almost ten minutes before he finally said that, that thing. I was like, "Oh, why did you say so?" I don't, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yolk. I mean, to me, yolk is like part of an egg. <laughs> mm-hmm. Man, it's like when it. I when I went to Ireland, it was that crazy because so like one of the things we stayed with cousin Una for a bit, and cousin Una and I look very much alike, and so Una, she's it was so funny because. The phrases and, and the, the just the vernacular that they have. She's like, she's like, 
we'd go out for the evening. Oh, make sure, go get yourself a jumper. Don't forget to put on your jumper before we leave. And I'm like, what the hell is a jumper? <laughs> you know? It's a jacket. Or a sweater. It's a sweater. Yeah. And then, and I'm like, uh, I, I, she, oh, and if you don't have a jumper, you can borrow one of mine. I have one in the press. So you have to definitely take a, a moment to like interpret the difference. Like you're right. both speaking English, but there's definitely some different verbiage being spoken. There, uh, one of the one of the one of the people I follow on on social media who is really funny. Her name is Laura Cleary, and her husband is British. And there was a video because they just had a baby, I guess, this, earlier this year. I think I thought it blew up. They had a bunch of videos. Video out. of them talking about the different things for the for the kid. Like, there's like you know, that's a purse, no, that's a handbag, or you know, jumper, no, that's a sweater. You know, you know, put it in the trunk. You mean you mean the boots? You know, right? It's really funny. The she really got famous off it. off of off of Vine. She was one of those really popular Vine people. Oh, I've heard of Vine. I've been told I should try and check out Vine. Uh, Vine, Vine is no more. They actually kind of closed it like three years ago. But yeah. Oh. Uh, now people do a lot of those same types of videos on on Instagram, and uh, now TikTok is a huge thing. But uh, yeah, and it's mostly it's audio clips from movies and songs that people lip sync to. Generally speaking. Oh. And it's live streams. Mm. But you can do all those things with, with Instagram, too. Um, mm. And then, um, what was it? Uh, yeah. Oh, and then I, uh, I, a while back, I, I shared a video of an interview, a, a local news organization in Ireland interviewing the men with the strongest Irish brogue in the world. Oh, I saw that. And I was like, is this for real? I, I tagged Andrew and it has like, Andrew Brown is like, Andrew, is this for real? He's like, yeah, it's, it's real. You know, he's, it's a combination of his age and how much he's been drinking that day. And nobody <laughs> understood a damn word he was saying. So the fact that I could have her, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And you, you, you made, I mean, me and you probably understood maybe, maybe one out of five words. Yeah. I know I did. One out of five words. And it was usually like a single syllable word that I understood. <laughs> like the or or her. Har. Yeah. That's way uh, too much work for me to try and understand. Yeah. That's what that is. I, I well it's just it's like, you know, when we we said this before, like talking to certain family members, it's it's it was it was like did they have a translator with them? Did you just, did you just know what Mike said? I, I didn't quite get that. It was just a lot of syllables that were kind of thrown together. <laughs> I used you to know. do a lot of north and south, north and south, just nod my head, north and south, and then look at my mom. Uh-huh. What did he just, and with her, what did she, what did he just say? Because she's uh-huh. laughing. And I'm like, I didn't yeah. understand a damn word he said. I, I, and I have vivid memories of meeting Aunt Nan for the first time, like Grandma's sister Nan. Yeah. And, uh, and, uh, and grandma's like, sit up and give her a hug. I'm like, I'm not supposed to talk to strangers. <laughs> Stranger danger. <laughs> and, and then I was like, yeah, there's no one stranger than me. 
<laughs> Give me a hug. I'm like, I don't want to. I don't know you. <laughs> Just a little kid. You were so little then, though. Yeah. Like, little. Yeah. Well, she thought it was funny, at least. I, you know, In hindsight, I, I kind of felt bad for saying that, but, you know, she thought it was funny, so not a huge deal. Yeah, I Again. think she understood, though. She knew. She knew. Yeah. She was such an amazing woman. I miss her. I loved her. Yeah. She was one of my favorite people on there. She really was. Oh, the other thing is, like, I saw a photo the other day of uh, of Mary, Johnny's daughter. And she oh, yeah. She looks like his mom. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm like, of course she looks looks like her, her grandmother. <laughs> right? <laughs> I'll tell you what. what she looks like her. Tell you what, my granddaughter yeah. ain't going to look nothing like me. I just have a feeling she's not going to look anything like me, but that's okay. She's going to have my personality because I'll work on it. <laughs> You'll girl. work on it. You I know, am. The, the, more, the more you push it, though, the more she's going to end up being like Mike. <laughs> no. <laughs> well, no, because, because I'm going to make sure that she knows. I'm going to call her. She, I'm going to call her. Her name is Grace. It's going to be Grace. Right? And we all know who the most – one of the most famous historical figures out of Ireland was Grace O'Malley, the Irish, the Irish pirate. Yeah. Right? So. Well, I remember you told me about her, but I, before you told me about her, I had knew nothing about this person. Oh, yeah. Very, but very she couldn't person. be that famous because I, you know. No, you're just that ignorant. <laughs> Said with love. Well, it, with it, love. It, it falls into the category of things that I'm not interested in that much. I mean, once I hear about it, I was like, oh, that's kind of cool, but I'm not going to look into it. I'm not going to be investigating more information. No, that's know. the stuff that shows up on my news feed. So. Yeah. Thinking of news raid. Mm-hmm. So, all righty, Carl. I don't know why it's been a little over two hours, and I think that yeah. we have some good material to post. Like every time we just talk, let's just post it. Let's just record it and post it. Yeah. I will see you on Friday. Um, yeah. I am sure that there's going to be plenty of social media and recordings and audios and visuals and streaming and. All kinds of crazy antics going on next next Friday. So definitely, yeah. I'm if, looking if forward. You're to not going to do it. I'm going to be doing it. So <laughs> I think a lot of people are going to be streaming a lot of it. So I'm very much looking forward to it. So uh, right. that being said, I will see you in a few days. See you next Friday. Bye. <laughs> Bye.